Welcome to We'll Ride for Wine, a podcast about wine, writing, and song, but mostly wine and writing, with your hosts, Samantha Graves and Lonnie Diane Rich. Take it away, girls. Thank you, Wanda. Welcome to We'll Ride for Wine. This is Lonnie Diane Rich. And this is Samantha Graves. We're here to talk to you about wine and writing. And today's episode is on creativity, which is always fun to talk about because no one really understands it. (laughs) (laughs) So you might as well discuss it while you're drinking. You never know what you might learn. (laughs) And this should be very interesting because we both have such different ways to find inspiration. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's, that's all later in the program. Right now, we need to concentrate on the wine. Yes, we do. So, Lonnie, what are you drinking? I'll tell you, I'm having a 2003 Brassfield Clear Lake Sauvignon Blanc, 13.5% alcohol, $13, and it's a California wine. I got all my information in there. So I always forget the alcohol percentage and the dollars, and I don't remember that I'm supposed to include it until like we're well into the podcast. I'm like, I don't know. But now I know. So <laughs> This is one of my birthday wines from Sam from oh, my wine store. So thank you very much. I'm still a month later celebrating my birthday, and I like that. <laughs> Um, the wine notes are that it is medium-bodied with lots mm-hmm. of citrus aromas plus mm. touches of cantaloupe and floral hints. <gasps> that sounds lovely. It is. My yes. notes are that it's just really yummy. <laughs> it's a little tangy, <laughs> fruity, not too sweet, citrusy, just a lovely Sauvignon Blanc. I'm quite pleased with it. Excellent. As for the Will Write for Wine rating, you know, if someone were to level the accusation against me that I never met a wine I didn't like, that would be fair. <laughs> But I don't care. Five glasses. Ooh, good, good. (laughs) What are you drinking tonight? Well, tonight I'm drinking a 2005 Telmo Rodriguez Toro G. Dejesa Gago (laughs) from Spain. I just totally butchered that. Yeah, I'm sure. You should drink. That was a lot of work. (laughs) It was a lot of work. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It is $14, 14% alcohol. Mm-hmm. And the wine notes are a riot of brambly, blackberried fruit with soft, earth, earthy tannins and a buzz of natural acidity, deep, meaty, and delicious. <laughs> meaty. I was I was good up until okay. the meaty, and then I'm See, just a, like, hey, a red a red wine. Mm-hmm. Meaty, the blood, the whole like association yeah. with the yeah. blood and the. That's not good. That wine writer needs to go back to school. (laughs) (laughs) We need to find some of these wine writers, though. I'm fascinated by these people. I need a wine writer to email me, so please, if you're listening, do that. Or we should start writing our own. Wouldn't that be fun? (laughs) I I shudder to think. You know, they've got, like, what, like 25 words to do? I mean, we're used to working in, like, 80 to 100,000 words. (laughs) We could do that. 25 words or less, write wine labels. You know, if it pays well, I'll do it. That's true. I need That's something true. to support this habit of all this wine that I'm drinking. Or free wine. You know, right. either way. Because right. we will, we will write for wine. wine. Right. <laughs> oh, my gosh. We could, like, literally write for wine. I love it. <laughs> so what do you think? You like it? I like it. I like good. it. I've had about half a glass. It's good. Okay. I don't taste the meat, thankfully, mm-hmm. um, but I do taste the blackberries and the. Oh, it's good. It's real nice. It's light. It's very mm-hmm. good. I like it a lot. So um, I would buy it again. Mm-hmm. And I give it a four point five glasses. 
four point five. We're into decimals now. Yes, I we see. are. Yes, we are. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm like five glasses to everything. <laughs> Because usually by the time the podcast starts, I've already had two. <laughs> Just kidding. Anyway, uh-huh. now <laughs> we know what we're drinking. We need to talk about who we love this week. Time for yes. shout outs and shout outs. Yes. Well, first off, I have a shout out to Ambrose mm-hmm. from Canada. Ambrose, who, isn't it? Ambrose. He sent Ambrose. <laughs> Have we done it again? Have we done Ambrose? it again? I'm sorry. We're so sorry. Who, as it turns out, is a very, very nice guy who lives yes. in Canada. And we are very, very bad hosts. Shockingly bad. <laughs> we just assumed the majority of our listeners are women, and that was wrong of us. So major apologies and shout-outs to all the wonderful guys out there who listen to our show, including Ambrose, who was a total sweetheart. And he was, he sent us an email and we're, we're both like, oh my God. He was so God. kind about it. And especially, you know, after I'd, I'd picked on the French and everything. Yeah. I mean, so not I'm... only did we, you know, screw up his name, you know, oh God. <laughs> do we know how to alienate our listeners or what? I mean, can we find any other way? Have we I missed you, any if ways? there's a way to insult somebody, I will, I will do it. And I don't mean to, I don't mean to be like insulting or anything. It's just... The French have got this thing that they're, they're, you know, they're lousy with vowels. They're just going insane with all the vowels. E-A-O-U-X for O. Just O. O is fine. Okay. But anyway, yes, um, Ambrose, I'm, I'm so, so sorry. Ambrose. Thank you for being so, Ambrose. <laughs> Shoot. Damn it. Ambrose, sorry. You're screwing up your name and I take back everything I said about the French. And he was so, he was so yeah. nice. He sent us such yes. a nice email. He was so gracious. We were like mortified. Unbelievably like, oh gracious. I know. We got on the phone. We're like, guys. Oh my God. We're such It's losers. still a great name, though. I love it the name. It is a it's great so name. Cool. And, you know, and the thing is that Ambrose is a guy's name. Well, he, he pronounced it Ambrose, I think, is, is okay. what he sent to us. Yeah. But Ambrose Pierce is one mm-hmm. of, you know, America's most famous writers. Oh. <laughs> and that's a guy. And the thing is that <laughs> I knew that. Oh. <laughs> and why I saw the name and assumed it was a woman, it's just that... You know, honestly, I don't think we've had any guys write in yet. I think it's no, all been women. No, no, I you think know, it's the first one. So, so that's very, but that's very like, cool. You know, and he's a writer and too. And yeah, he is. Yep. He understands. Yeah. He yeah. understands so. the crazy writer thing. So. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, also, I have a shout out to our whiffers. Here's the mm-hmm. thing: uh, Lonnie and I spend a good deal of money on wine for this podcast, <laughs> and we were yeah. wondering if we could write it off. So if there are any accountants out there, please email us at feedback at Will Write for Wine and let us know if we can write off our wine because it is a part of our business. It's a promotional because it is. The, we use the podcast to promote. Mm-hmm. Our, we don't. We didn't make the podcast up so we could drink every Thursday. That's not right. Well, well that's no. not the truth. Uh-huh. Is it? No. Well, actually, that is the truth. <laughs> <laughs> but the IRS doesn't need to know that. So, yes, yes, we need to write the wine up. Yes. yes. <laughs> Accountants, please give us some good news. Yeah. All right, so now for my shout-outs for this week. Mm-hmm. I'm finding myself, once again, needing to apologize, mm-hmm. obviously, to Ambrose, because the whole mm-hmm. made fun of his language, assumed he was a girl, and mispronounced his name, Trifecta. Uh, <laughs> but also to everyone who tried my uh, recommendation of an online game called uh, Bubble Shooter from a few <laughs> weeks back. 
it has been made crystal clear to me through a number of emails and uh, blog mentions that I have spread a dangerous addiction through our ranks. And now others are continuing to pass it around. It seems that I have unwittingly become the typhoid Mary of procrastination. And I'm very, very sorry. But uh, I got a high score of 310,000 last week. Beat that, babies! <laughs> okay, well, I think that covers us for shout-outs and shout-offs. We'll be back in a minute! At Will Ripe for Wine, we want to make it perfectly clear that we do not encourage excessive drinking. Excessive drinking is bad. It hurts you, it hurts your family, it totally screws with your ability to put lipstick on properly, and we do not encourage it. A little drinking, though? Now that's a different thing. After all, wine is good for you, right? It's good for your heart, it's good for your cholesterol, it's loaded with antioxidants. And sometimes when you've had a really long, exhausting day and your kids are making you nuts and your husband has forgotten to take out the trash again and you start to become what some people might consider a little edgy, in that case, having some wine is a kindness. A public service even. So just remember that we here at Will Write for Wine do not encourage excessive drinking. We do, however, encourage you to not beat your husband over the head with a garbage can lid, and if it takes a little bit of wine to prevent that, then we suggest a light Chardonnay. And we're back. I'm Samantha Graves. And I'm Lonnie Diane Rich. And this is Will Write for Wine. We're tackling listener questions, and this question is from Gina. She asks, I think Lonnie mentioned something in passing in an earlier episode about figuring out what kind of hero to give to your heroines. How do you fit your heroes to your heroines? Did I mention that? <laughs> I don't I, know. I don't remember, you but, did. but that's good. It's something mm-hmm. good to talk about. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it's a damn fine topic, so let's chat. That's right. Um, I think a good fictional match comes from three things. Basically, one... They have to challenge each other. Two, they respect each other. And mm-hmm. three, they're hot in the sack. <laughs> <laughs> Number three is the easy part. It is. <laughs> First two are tougher. Um, mm-hmm. For example, while I love Bridget Jones's Diary, and of course the movies, I love them because of mm-hmm. wonderful Colin Firth, um, I still don't understand at all why in the world Mark Darcy wants Bridget. <laughs> You know, she's silly and fun, and he's stuffy, and there's the whole, like, opposites attract thing. I can see Mm -hmm. her being a bright spot for him. But I don't see him being truly in love with her because how can he respect her? You know, I mean, Mm. she's just so unbelievably silly. And the same Mm -hmm. thing with with Luke and uh, Becky in the Shopaholic books. Um, Mm Mm-hmm. I, I just, it, I don't believe it. I don't buy it. There's a certain point in the story where, and, and you know, if, if for each of them during the first book, I, I bought it because they got together at the end, so I didn't have to, like, live through them actually being together. Mm-hmm. But in the second Bridget Jones books and in all the subsequent um, Chopaholic books, I did not understand why the, this couple was together. And, you know, mm-hmm. and I think it came down to I didn't understand how someone so smart can view someone so unbelievably silly and and mm. and kind of stupid in a lot of ways as they yeah. as they're equal you know i mean how can mm. you respect somebody like that That's so true. you know i mean you go back to elizabeth and darcy in pride and prejudice and you've got the perfect setup he's stuffy 
And she challenges that because she's more relaxed, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, She's presumptive, and he challenges that because he's not what she thinks he is, what she presumes Mm -hmm. that he is. They're both really, really smart, and they both respect each other. And that's where the heat comes from. That's when you get that sexual tension and you get things start getting, you know, get really interesting. So mm-hmm. um, you got to have people who are equals and have them push each other on each of their weaknesses. Then you've got a really great couple. Does that make sense? Right. I, I absolutely okay. agree with you. Mm-hmm. Yes. And Lonnie made some excellent points already. So I'll just add that um, I like to try to balance my hero and heroine. Mm-hmm. They always have some things in common. They are intelligent. They're strong, capable. And like Lonnie said, mm-hmm. they must challenge each other, respect each other, and sizzle when they touch. Yes. Mm-hmm. But that's the easy part well, because it comes <laughs> it is really but and, yeah. and I think I have to respect them too yes absolutely you know mm-hmm. as as the author but I like to balance their strengths and weaknesses so they bring out the best and the worst in each other right because mm-hmm. therein lies the challenge and the conflict mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so absolutely. yep mm-hmm. yeah so great question Gina to get your question on the show, send them in to feedback at willwriteforwine.com. Now for this week's We Recommend segment. Yay! I love this part. Each week we're going to recommend something, music, books, movies, TV shows, websites, whatever that we love so we can share them with you. Sam, what are you recommending this week? This week I'm recommending the Betty Crocker cookbook. Ah, classic! <laughs> It is a classic, Mm -hmm. yeah. My mom gave me a Betty Crocker cookbook when I went away to college, and I still have it. Mm -hmm. And to this day, it is my most used cookbooks. Mm -hmm. It has all kinds of basic information in it, including cuts of meat, cooking methods, and terminology, and all that. And I use it to make my almost famous apple pie and scallop potatoes Mm -hmm. and pretty much, you know, anything else. Mm -hmm. Uh, I checked, and it's on its ninth edition which wow. is amazing. Mm-hmm. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. So every kitchen should have it. And for all of you out there looking for a good graduation gift, here you go. Yes. Or, you know, if you know somebody who's been married for nine years and sets boiling <laughs> water on fire, you can get it for her, too. That's fine. Actually, I think or my him. mom. Is the Betty Crocker one with the, like, red gingham yes. print on it? Because I think my mm-hmm. mother got me that, like, a couple oh. of times. My mother, God bless her, refuses to believe that I'm just hopeless in the kitchen. <laughs> I mean, I literally set a pot of boiling water on fire on an electric (laughs) range. And when I say I can't cook, she goes, oh, no, that's ridiculous. You can cook. She's complete (laughs) denial about it. But I think she gave me one of those, and then I probably lost it. I do that. I lose things mm-hmm. like mad. I, I moved so much. You know, I've yeah. moved on average yeah. like once every couple of years for the past like 15 years. So mm-hmm. um, <laughs> anyway, that's just reminiscing about nothing that matters. I'm recommending this week <laughs> Jane in Progress at janeespenson.com. I'm not going to mm. spell it. It's on the website. We'll have a mm-hmm. link for you. Those of you familiar with Buffy the Vampire Slayer know that Jane is one of the greatest writers in television history. And no, I am not exaggerating. Thank you very much. She's fabulous. Anyway, on her website, she's got a blog where she discusses writing for television in great detail. Although, honestly, 90% of what she talks about is just about good storytelling, which applies everywhere uh Mm -hmm. she gets into the minutia of analyzing jokes which is something i could never do like i you know i think of something and either it's funny or it's not and i can't understand why and jane Mm -hmm. can actually like take it apart and 
analyze it and look at all the pieces. She's amazing. Um, mm-hmm. Anyway, I think it is absolutely hands down one of the best writing resources available out there. It's completely free. And everyone should just head on over. Um, JaneEspenson.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, <laughs> I want to bring up last week, I uh, was supposed to mention that I'm contributing to a book called uh, Serenity Found, More Unauthorized Essays on Joss Whedon's Firefly Universe, which will be out in October. Cool. I promised my publisher, I was like, oh, we're talking about Serenity on the podcast. I'll talk about it. La, 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 la. <laughs> and then I completely <laughs> forgot to mention it. So now that, and, and you know, the reason why I bring it up is that Jane is actually editing the book. Mm-hmm. Which is wonderful. I'm so excited that she's uh, she's editing a book that I'm in because I just love her. I'm such a huge fan. Um, so I thought now would be a good time to mention it since I forgot last cool. week. <laughs> so there we go. <laughs> uh, and that's it for We Recommend. We're going to take a break and we'll be back in a flash. A sexy international art thief with a license to steal and a past she can't escape. An ex-cop with a murder to avenge and nothing left to lose. A calculating killer launches a deadly game. From the heat of Havana to the streets of New York City, the race for justice is on. Sight unseen by Samantha Graves, now available at a store near you. Thanks for coming back with us. I'm Lonnie Diane Rich. And I'm Samantha Graves. And this is Will Write for Wine. Tonight's topic is on creativity. Creativity, yes. Creativity is a little like a moving target. It's different for everyone at any time in any place. Mm -hmm. Uh, So we're going to have a little chat about it and probably clarify nothing (laughs) in (laughs) our 20 minutes. Pretty much what we always do (laughs) talk a lot, clarify nothing. So first we're going to talk about creativity as far as it refers to uh, inspiration. Mm-hmm. So Lonnie, like when your well is dry, where do you go? Besides the bar. <laughs> Besides the bar? I'm oh, kidding. gosh. How little you know me. I don't need to go to the bar. I keep a liquor cabinet. That's true. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. Um, you know, I books, movies, television. I'm really big on television. There's something about the series nature of a really good TV show that you can get into the the minutia of characters and story and just really kind of wring them out for everything that they're worth. Um, I watch a lot of Buffy. Mm-hmm. When I when I need to be inspired, um, but I find that reading really is one of the big things that um, even when I'm reading a bad book, mm-hmm. and often I am, um, <laughs> <laughs> I can still there's the, sometimes there will be something in there that sparks even things I don't want to do, you know, mm-hmm. things that I that I want to avoid, and and that'll get me going in in another direction um, that I'll be thinking of, and then there, you know, then there'll be something that I'll see, you know, I'll be reading it, and somebody will do a particular thing really, really well. Like one of the things that I, I loved about Sophie Kinsella's uh, Undomestic Goddess was that she just never let up on her character. She just would torture this character, and then torture <laughs> her some more, and then torture <laughs> her some more, and then it would get worse, and then like I mean, there were these nice, lovely little moments of victory in between uh-huh. all of that torture and it was just god it was wonderful i love that book <laughs> you know and it was one of those things that like you know that was something that inspired me um when i was writing the fortune quilt was that i just was like what can i do to this girl <laughs> and i towered her whole life 
loads of fun. I had a great time with that. So I learned a lot about torturing characters through that. But I mean, I think that it's it's a lot of reading, a lot of you know, I knit. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I I try not to pressure myself. I've I've just coming to this right now where. Um, rather than forcing myself to sit down every day and write every day, I, I keep the book in my mind, but sometimes if I force myself to sit down and write what I write is crap anyway, and then it just keeps me from getting to the place that I need to get to in order to mm-hmm. find that, that creative hot spot. Um, so, you know, so I allow myself to knit. I allow myself mm-hmm. to play bubble shooter. I allow myself to, you know, do things that outwardly may not seem productive, but actually in reality, something about occupying those parts of my brain Yes. Um, like like when you're driving, you know, when you're mm-hmm. driving, you always get ideas when you're driving. Yeah, I find that if I do things, yeah. yeah, exactly, that if mm-hmm. I do things that are physically automated, like as far as my eye-hand coordination, mm-hmm. it's the eye-hand coordination thing, I think. If I, if I, if I occupy that part of my brain, mm-hmm. for some reason that kind of opens up the creative part. So That's it looks like I'm just sitting around playing video games, but uh-uh, I'm working. <laughs> How about you? Where do you get your inspiration from? Well, it's funny because, you know, we talked about being different. I never mm-hmm. get mine from TV. There's oh, wow. nothing mm-hmm. on TV that inspires me. Wow. I don't know why, but now I Not will even from... Firefly? Um, yeah, I mean, something like that maybe would, but it would have to be really special. Something yeah. really, really like special. Buffy, you know? if you would watch it. Everybody email her <laughs> and tell her, Sam, at com and tell her... She needs to watch Buffy. I'm uh, sorry. Go ahead. Uh-huh. <laughs> I me. do. I do. However, get very inspired by movies, mm-hmm, and I don't know mm-hmm. if it's the big screen because it's such a big, you know, being in the theater and the whole experience and the sound and everything. But right, is it I different? I'm sorry. I'm sorry to interrupt, but I just have a, mm-hmm. a, a quick question. Is it different for you, your inspiration from when you watch it in the theater to when you're watching like a DVD at home? Yes. Or do you find yourself just as inspired? So it's more inspirational for you when you're completely submersed in that experience. Absolutely. Like at the movies. At the Mm -hmm. movies. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yep. I also love graphic novels. I am a huge comic book fan from from way back when my brother Uh used to bring home comic books and I would steal them and and, uh, go hide in my room and read comic books, read his comic books. Uh Uh And now I read graphic novels and they're, Mm -hmm. they're great. I love the paper. I love the, you know, it's a, the artwork is fabulous. So yeah, because there's a whole kind of immersive feel to that. So so you're Mm -hmm. more inspired by graphic novels than regular novels and regular books? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's a visual thing there's for you. There's a visual, yeah. It's a visual thing for you in that, whereas mm-hmm. me, it's it's more a conceptual thing. Yeah, yeah, that's maybe. That's really, I mean, that's interesting. Yeah, and I also like traveling. Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. And just see, getting out, get, seeing mm-hmm. new, you know, ha- experiencing new things. Right. You know, seeing mm-hmm. new things, you mm-hmm. know, uh, the whole discovery uh, right. part uh-huh. of it is, is very inspirational to me. Also, I love research. I mean, oh, yeah. I, I have, mm-hmm. I have piles of reference books. You're insane with the research. <laughs> Me, I but go I, on Google for five minutes. I find out what I need to know and I move on. <laughs> you would I buy a book days, on it. I read the whole book. The library, front everything. Yes. But that's great. No, I think that's, that's fascinating. Well, and I find I it fascinating. I find yeah. history is fascinating. Yeah. And, and, mm-hmm. and I, I'm just very curious about those things. And, and also so like you. in your books. Yeah. It's yeah. so good. Uh-huh. Thank you. Thank you. And, uh, but also like you, I when I'm when I'm having some downtime, mm-hmm. I like to cook. Well, not like mm-hmm. you, but 
you do the hand-eye Some, coordination thing. Yes, it's something exactly. that occupies that, that part, part of, of it. Brain. Right. It's, I like it's not the cook. cooking. <laughs> it's not that I don't like cooking. It's that I'm not good at it. There's a big difference there. Well, I love it. I love to cook or bake. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love oh, yeah. to mm-hmm. bake. I don't mm-hmm. know what it is. Making bread or just something like that or, or, or digging in the garden or painting my house. Just something that's totally opposite of of the part of your brain that, right. that you use for writing. Right. Exactly. See, those kinds of things, that's a valuable experience. And that's the thing that as writers, I think we, um, we beat ourselves up for it. Yeah. You know, we beat ourselves up for, for wanting to spend an afternoon baking bread or, Mm -hmm. you know, at least the things that you're doing are productive. I have to say, and and knitting is productive for me. (laughs) It is. You know, it's the bubble shooter, not so much. Yes, you do have a pair of lining socks. You'll probably be getting more. Um, but, uh, But, um, you know, I mean, when you're doing something that actually produces something, that Mm -hmm. creates something, I mean, that's a, that's a, you know, baking bread is a a, a creative experience itself, as is cooking, as is, uh, you know, being in your garden. These are all, Mm -hmm. you know, experiences of creation. Yeah. So, um, so I find that interesting too. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So it's very interesting how we write different things. Our inspiration comes from different areas, but it's very close, I think, to who we are, and what we write. Right. Mm -hmm. Which is really Mm -hmm. interesting. I think creativity, I think you have to find whatever works for you. And I think that's part of the process of being a writer is that Mm -hmm. you have to find what um, that balance that mm-hmm. gives you both, you know, the writing side and the and the playing side because you can't write all the time. I don't know how writers do that. Like, yeah, you know, I don't, don't really have can. any downtime. I think that well, okay. Now I won't say I don't think they can. I think that some writers mm-hmm. that works for them. Yeah. But some writers, I mean, I think that it's it's very individual mm-hmm. what gives you your creative, what refills that creative well for you. You know. Right. And um, one of the things that I found very much in my experience you know I come from a television background Mm -hmm. television background like a deadline is a deadline is a deadline if you're not if your stuff (laughs) isn't ready for the six o'clock show then it ain't happening on the other hand you know I did a three minute feature (laughs) as opposed to you know an 80,000 word book Slightly different. Um, You know, I know when I can have that stuff done. You know, it's Mm -hmm. a different kind of thing. But um, but nevertheless, when I came into publishing, the deadline was huge for me. Like, meeting or exceeding my deadline was, like, absolutely pivotal to me, you know? Right. Um, And it still is. It's still something that I take, you know, extremely seriously because regardless of my lovely creative blah, 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 (laughs) you know, I mean, it's still a business. People still wrote me a check. You know, I owe them a product. Um, But at the same time, looking at it now, I'm building in the kind of time that I need Mm -hmm. to be able to refill that creativity. I mean, I wrote my first book, you know, I mean, I know, like in 30 days, you know, I wrote the the basis of what would become Time Off for Good Behavior in 30 days. And I worked Mm -hmm. on it for like six weeks. I wrote X and the Single Girl, which was the next book that I wrote in like about six weeks time. So I thought, oh, man, I'll be able to churn these out. No problem. (laughs) And then I found that as I started to work more. Um, I didn't want to tread the same ground over again. So I had to yes. find new things that I wanted to talk about. And that takes more time. It takes more time to do things 
in a different and fresh way with every book. You, you right. have to reach deeper within yourself. You have to work harder for it. Mm-hmm. And that it doesn't necessarily always come that easily. And I would back these deadlines up against each other thinking that I'd be able to just whip a book off, you know, right. and have found as I've, as I've grown as a writer that every book is a different experience. That some books it do is. come faster than others and some don't. Yes. And there are some that when it's not coming, it does not work for me to sit down and force mm-hmm. myself to write in, you know, like I've mentioned it before in the comeback kiss, I have 175 pages of material that I threw away. <laughs> and I actually think God. that forcing myself to sit down and mm-hmm. write, even when I wasn't really ready to do it actually slowed me down and stunted my creativity and mm-hmm. made it, made it a lot harder. So, um, now what I'm trying to do is sort of allow myself to knit and to watch mm-hmm. television and to play bubble shooter and to, you know, play silly games with my kids and that it's yeah. not me procrastinating and avoiding work, but that it's, that there's something going on in the it's background that needs to be built up. Exactly. Yes. That, that doing that allows that, that creative part to sort of spark. Mm-hmm. Now, how many books have you, have you written? How many books have I written all, all told now? Yeah. Um, oh gosh, seven See, I'm, seven. See, I, I think yeah. I just finished my seventh also, or my eighth. Yeah. But also, but like you, I've just started to accept yes. by mm-hmm. downtime. Because you mm-hmm. know me, I have a schedule to keep. <laughs> oh, yeah, for you. I mean, it's one thing for me, but for you, that's got to just be hell. Oh, you it still, is. It is by the way, hell. By the way, by the way, I know we'll mention it later, but by the way, sent your book in to your editor. So I know. Congratulations Yay, to you. Time. That's Thank wonderful. You. Thank you. I know. We'll talk about that but, later, I know, but still, yeah. I'm excited for you. <laughs> so anyway, uh, we thought that we'd analyze some quotes that mm-hmm. each of us picked out um, yes. that mean what creativity is to us mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. kind of discuss them a little bit. And this should right. be really interesting, too, because... Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we do kind of have different views on creativity. Maybe not different, but just um, I think perspectives. I think that our perspective, yeah. our orientation on yes, most things kind of uh, kind of differ. And it's interesting mm-hmm. to see. I, I'm really looking forward to hearing your quote. <laughs> I think it'd be interesting if we picked some of the same ones. Yeah, if that we would found be any of the same ones, I think that yeah. would be interesting. Okay. But go All ahead, right. you start. You start. All right. Well, if we find any of the same ones, we're not drinking. Okay. No, no <laughs> drinking games. I promise this time. It's a bad idea. It's a bad idea. (laughs) No drinking games over the age of 35. I'm telling you, it's a bad idea. All right, go ahead. All right, my first one is, creativity is a natural extension of our enthusiasm. (gasps) I like that. Who said that? That was Earl Nightingale, American uh, radio announcer, author, motivator, and speaker. But isn't that cool? Creativity is. Now think about this. Whenever you have a great idea, uh-huh. don't you just like throw yourself into it? Oh, yes. For example, the podcast. Now, right. when Lonnie had this great idea <laughs> about the podcast, yes. she was extremely enthusiastic. I was so enthusiastic, in fact, that I didn't even care that Sam didn't want to do it. Actually, I didn't even notice that you didn't want to do it. That you were at all hesitant. Like, you keep mentioning now about how I, like, dragged you kicking and screaming into the podcast. And I don't recall that at all. This is what I remember. My (laughs) saying, oh, wow, this podcast is a really, really good idea. And Sam saying, hmm, wow, that's interesting. And me saying, oh, no, you really have to do it. And, like, that was it. Whereas you recall being like, no, I'm not going to do that. (laughs) 
And I think I think actually you're right now that I look back on it. But at the time, but I didn't at the even time, hear you. Your creativity was like just well, and you know it's, it's like that when you when you come up with a great idea yeah. or you or you're really into a book or you have a fabulous scene. I mean, when you talk about oh, it, yeah. it's so uh-huh. exciting. It is. It really is. It's so exciting. So I really like that quote. I thought that was, because I've had that, you know, I felt that. So Mm -hmm. I like that. I like that. All right. So my first one is, um, so you see, imagination needs moodling, long, inefficient, happy idling, dawdling, and puttering. (laughs) From Brenda Uland, who I have no idea who she was. I should have looked her up, but I didn't. (laughs) Okay. I don't have that one. (laughs) But hey, Brenda. That's pretty cool. No, I like this. I mean, this is, and of course, you know, I, I immediately connected when I saw this quote because this mm-hmm. is what I'm, I've been struggling with, you know, recently is right. allowing myself to putter, allowing myself yeah. to do things that do not directly contribute to the work in an obvious way. Mm-hmm. Um, cool. And uh, and so for me, I saw this and I was like, yes, Brenda. <laughs> sister you know because that that has a lot of meaning for me right now. <laughs> okay now how many quotes did you have because I, I have 10 oh you got 10 all right how i only have, have eight i only grabbed oh, eight that's so. fine Sorry. that's okay. fine so i'll anyway. throw out my two that don't don't okay all right. well, my so. uh my next one is anxiety is the handmaiden of creativity <laughs> <gasps> spoken by somebody who has had a deadline <laughs> yes and that's so funny because yours is like, it's okay to be late. Out, Are you there? Back and <laughs> okay, I lost you for a second. Skype is yeah, giving there. me a hard time. So. And mine is, oh, okay. No, you're there now. Do we want to stop? What'd you say? Yeah, do we no, want to stop? Let's keep going. You guys don't mind, right? Oh. Oh, let's keep going. We didn't lose much time. Oh, I'm just in there. Are Anyways. you there? Are you there? Are you there? Okay, yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> that quote was from uh, Chuck Jones. Chuck Jones. And I don't know. I don't know which Chuck Jones it is, but I like him. Yeah, I think there's many. Probably the little many, brother so. of maybe Tom Jones. <laughs> maybe. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> All right. So what's your next one? All right. This next one actually I picked because I hated it so much. <laughs> really? <laughs> then I'll probably love it. Go ahead. <laughs> Creativity is a drug I cannot live without. Cecil B. DeMille. I almost picked that one. You, did you really? Did you like it? I thought it was a I, little overdone. I, well, I didn't. I didn't pick it, so I. I, I, yeah, I don't know. I just. I thought it was a little. I don't know. Weird. I found it. You know, <laughs> and the the reason why I picked it is because mm-hmm. a, a lot of people take this um, creativity to be this highly special it only happens to the really special people that right. you have to be some kind of elite person to really enjoy the creativity the creativity is a drug and i cannot live mm-hmm. without it like there's something yeah. special about him like he's any more creative than your average person i don't believe yeah. that that's true i think that everybody has a spark of creativity within them when you like you know we're talking about you you cook you make bread you you do your garden mm-hmm. you do you know i mean everything that anybody does in a day there's creativity. There's a spark of yes. creativity behind when, it. When you deal with your children. Exactly. Which you have incredibly children. creative you have to be. Yes. You exactly. Know? To not kill them. Yes. <laughs> to not stick to them keep, in the closet. To, <laughs> yeah. I mean. I'm just joking if anybody's thinking She's about calling just me authorities. Yes, I do absolutely. not stick God. my children in the closet. They go there willingly. <laughs> 
Anyway, yes, okay. exactly. Right. And I mean, and having children is a creative mm-hmm. process. Um, <laughs> well, it can be. <laughs> it's nature's creative process. It's. Um, I mean, there's so there's so much creativity in everything that you. I mean, people who yeah. find new and interesting ways to make their homes inviting and they you know Mm -hmm. i mean i i don't know anybody i don't know anybody that i can think of that does not have a huge level of creativity within them Mm -hmm. and the things that they do and Mm -hmm. um so i think that's what you know that's why i picked this quote and and what bugged me about it at the same time is that he speaks of it like it's this special drug that he's yeah. on and nobody, you know, mm-hmm. and like it's something that makes him special. And I honestly feel that creativity is, is um, I don't want to say mundane. I think it's, it's a very magical thing, but it's also yes. extremely common and everybody has human. access to it. Yes. I think it's exactly. a human trait. I think it's a human thing. Humans are creative. I think so. it's much harder to not be creative. Yes, than exactly. to be creative. So, exactly. so that was that was why I picked that one because mm-hmm. Cecil cool. kind of pissed me off there a little bit. <laughs> oh, little drama queen well, with Cecil. Yes. <laughs> well, my next one mm-hmm. is whatever creativity is, it is in part a solution to a problem, <gasps> which is exactly what you were talking about, right. and that is by uh, Brian Brian. Mm-hmm. Um, Aldous, uh-huh. who is a British science fiction writer. Ooh, hello. Dude, right. yeah, dude. Uh-huh. So, uh, yeah, but uh, but I loved it because, you know, they say uh, uh, necessity is the... Mother of invention. Mm-hmm. Mother of invention, mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. Well, it's also creativity. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, invention is creativity. Exactly. Exactly. So, mm-hmm. so, he's, so he's exactly right. Yes. So it's very, very, very cool. Oh, I like that's that one very a lot. true. I like that, too. Yeah. All right. The next one that I have is, um, oh, I love this one. The problem is never how to get new, innovative thoughts into your mind, but how to get the old ones out. Every mind is a building filled with archaic furniture. Clean out a corner of your mind, and creativity will instantly fill it. <gasps> I love how it. Is that? Isn't that cool? That's who said that one? D Hawk. I have no idea who she huh? is either. <laughs> I don't know, but I really <laughs> I'll like look it. I'll them up later. Um, yes. No, I love this because I find so often that I, I have a preconceived notion in my head about the way a scene has to be or the way a character has to be. Or I start mm-hmm. out with one idea and then I hop to something else and the old stuff hasn't let go yet. So right. I don't realize that I don't need it anymore, you know, and yeah. um, and it's so it's so neat this idea about you know um, every mind is a building filled with archaic furniture, you know, mm-hmm. um, and that you just need to clear out a corner of it and it will instantly be filled by something creative and new, and I think that that is cool. really interesting because we're we're held back sometimes by things in our head, assumptions that that yes. are not necessarily true, and that once we take a real good solid look. At all mm-hmm. of our assumptions, then we can kind of kind of work things in a new way. Well, my next quote mm-hmm. it speaks exactly to that. Oh, it great. says, "Creativity requires the courage to let go of certainties." <gasps> I Isn't that love fabulous? It. I That's love from, it. Yep, Eric from American yes. Psychologist. Oh, I love him. I love yeah. him. That's really great. I like that a lot. Yeah, because which you, is exactly what you're talking about. Exactly. You have to be willing to embrace the uncertainty. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to be willing to. Because creativity that. is new. Mm-hmm. It's it's never been done before. There's a lot of fear involved yes. in, be, in, in 
in being creative and putting your creative product out there. Right. Right. So, right. Oh, yeah. that's so great. And you know what? This mm-hmm. goes right into my next one. How cool mm-hmm. is this? I love it. Um, this one is to live a creative life. We must lose our fear of being wrong, mm-hmm. which is so true. Yeah. You know, yeah. is that you have to be, um, one of the things that I try to raise my girls with mm-hmm. is not just to not be afraid of, of screwing something up or, you know, messing up or doing something wrong, but to mm-hmm. actually really embrace it because it is right. through messing up that you learn how to do things right. And also sometimes you have a really happy accident that turns out really well. You know, and yeah. that can be yeah. something that well, can be creative. Mm-hmm. And I've my next quote goes right along with that. Oh, great. The essential part of creativity is not being afraid to fail. There you go. There you go. That is by Edwin H. Land, uh-huh. American scientist and inventor of the Polaroid camera. Oh, well, there you go. The inventor cool of the Polaroid camera. He ought to know, man. Because yeah, people would have right. thought he was crazy. You put the film inside, <laughs> it shoots out the end. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? That is. That is. That's very good. And that's not a book. He invented a camera. Right. I know. And that's the thing is that there is the creativity is, I mean, we, you know, we're talking about writing and we're talking about books, so a lot of everything, but it, it, it's in every part of your life. I mean, there's yes. creativity everywhere in the way that you address everything. And, you know, and I honestly don't know anybody who's not, um, not creative. Yeah. Um, in, in some way. Well, yeah. yeah. I'm sorry. You cut out there for a second. Yeah, Damn, who's Skype. not creative in some way. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, I mean, the people that I look back on in my life, the people who were important to me, who mm-hmm. really molded me as I was growing up, are all incredibly creative people mm-hmm. who were not afraid to share their their what they created with me. Right. Mm-hmm. And those mm-hmm. are the people that, that I always, you know, the relatives that I always hung out with mm-hmm. and, and all that. Yeah. So, yeah. And yeah. sometimes what you create will be a bad idea. Yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I mean, that's just like, it, it's a given. Sometimes you will come up with something and it will be bad. And that's yeah. okay. There's nothing wrong with that. I mean. Pet rocks. Yeah. <laughs> you know, exactly. Pet rocks. There's all sorts of stuff that's just insanely bad ideas, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, but still, you got to have the courage to, to have a bad idea, which is really great. Yeah. Which actually leads into my next one. Isn't this mm-hmm. great how they're all kind of feeding on each other? Yeah, that's um, cool. It's really good. Creativity is allowing yourself to make mistakes. Art is knowing mm. which ones to keep. Mm. That's Scott Adams, the guy who writes uh, Dilbert. Oh, cool. <laughs> the guy who draws Dilbert. That's, but I love that. It's like it's allowing yourself to make mistakes, and then the art mm-hmm. is knowing which ones to keep. Right. <laughs> I that's cool. I love that. That's cool. <laughs> Uh, my next one is creativity involves breaking out of established patterns in order to look at things in a different way. Oh, that's very good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. By Edward uh, De Bono, British writer on thinking process. Oh, which is cool. Yeah. Well, that's a lot yeah, like, like what we were lot. talking about before with the arcade exactly. It's It's, it's mm-hmm. breaking out of the things that you're used to because you don't realize... Until you've broken free from it, how much just your thinking, how much, yeah, your assumptions you will had. limit yeah. you, you know, will mm-hmm. limit what you, exactly. what you believe you can do. So I think right. that that's really very cool. Wow, that's really, really cool. Okay, yeah. <laughs> here's one, which is probably my favorite. Uh-huh. <laughs> Good taste is the enemy of creativity. <laughs> Pablo Picasso, of all people. <laughs> 
I saw that one. I almost Love grabbed that, that one. one because just because it was Picasso, oh, it was so seriously? perfect for him to say that. Oh, seriously, I love that. You know, him. the guy is like, you know, <laughs> one of the most famous painters ever. Yes. Yes. <laughs> And yet, you know, I mean, he was insane. Look at him. The noses yeah. are on the side of the face. And the oh, eyes yeah. are all crooked. Yeah, and... his paintings make me insane. Oh, I you love them. You have no idea. I you love have them. no idea. Now, see, we, you and I should go to a, to go to an art gallery because I like pictures well, that actually did. look like something. We went to, uh, what's it? We went I to know. the Met last year. <laughs> that's right. That's right. But you like things that are, like, totally abstract. Oh, and yeah. I have to have things that are, like, look like they things. look like real things. <laughs> well, you know, and I think that there's, there's a place for both. I mean, I, I really appreciate the artistry and being mm-hmm. able to draw, you know, to draw something that looks real and that has that, you know, um, that presentation to it. I mean, that's obviously, you know, fabulous mm-hmm. art. And I don't know anything yeah. about art. I mean, I never studied art. I, yeah, I'm like the neither. only person in the world who's never taken an art <laughs> history class. I have taken only the art that I needed to take in order to graduate. But I do appreciate, um, you know, the kind of skill that it takes. I mean, I am the mm-hmm. worst artist ever and I would never be able to do but I mean maybe that's why because I'm so bad that I I look at what Picasso did and I see that he's simply it's it's you know it's not that he doesn't know where the nose goes on the face right exactly (laughs) it's that he's allowing himself to see in a new way and I can really appreciate kind of how insane Mm -hmm. that is and I think that he's he's got some amazing work and he does have some realistic work too it's just that he's most well known for his stuff that was just wild and out there but I, I love I love Picasso I think he's fabulous. So, all right. Mm -hmm. Well, my next one is a hunch is creativity (gasps) trying to tell you something. That's my next one. Frank Capra. (gasps) Get out. (laughs) That's my next one. Yes. (laughs) As soon as you started reading, I was like, oh my God, we're so in sync tonight. We're totally like in sync tonight. That is so funny. That is. But I loved this one because uh, so many times inspiration is staring you right there. Exactly. And you blow it off, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, instead of embracing it, instead of, instead of, instead of overcoming the fear and going with it, right? Mm-hmm. you know, you kind of, you kind of say, no, 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 that's not the safe way to, mm-hmm, to go, mm-hmm. whatever. But that's not creativity. Exactly. I mean, creativity is going for it. Mm-hmm. Well, and know? then when you have so, that gut instinct, like just, you know, you just know that there's something there, although you don't quite know mm-hmm. what it is yet. And then having the courage to kind of follow it up. Right. You know, even though you're not really right. sure, like, you know, recently this uh, proposal that I've been going through, <laughs> is, you know, because you've gone through every stage, but every couple of days for the past about month, <laughs> she mm-hmm. get a new scene from me. The only thing that mm-hmm. stayed the same was the characters, the main character's name. <laughs> Everything else. She, first, she was like getting married, and then she'd been dumped at the altar, and then she was um, she was a, a journalist in Anchorage, Alaska. I was trying to make this one scenario work, and so I'd send her these new things like every day, and I knew and they were all great. Oh, yeah. But I, but the thing is that I knew, like, I just had a hunch, like I just knew mm-hmm. that I I knew this character, and I wanted this character, but I didn't know what circumstance I wanted her to be in, and so I had to basically have her, you know, kiss a lot of frogs, trying a lot of dresses, until I figured out what her scenario was. And when I finally got it, it was great. And the thing is that you know every scene I sent to Sam, she'd be like, ah, it's great, it's wonderful, I love it. I'm like, no, it's wrong. <laughs> but I had no like, idea what? why. She's like, it's great. And I'm but, like, uh, you know. Part of that is because you start with character. Exactly. And you just knew instinctively that that character, that was not the right story for exactly. that character. And I had to write it. You know, I had to write right. the scene before mm-hmm. I knew that it was the wrong thing. But she'd be like, you know, <laughs> it's great. I'm like, no, it's not. She's like, what's wrong with it? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> 
but now it's just I've got right. her in the perfect scenario. Now I'm yes. completely in love with, and I don't know that the scene that I wrote, mm-hmm. the opening scene, was any better than any of the other ones that I wrote. No, but I it, know, they were all great. I know yeah. that it's the scenario that but I want. Yeah. And that's, yeah. you know, following that hunch, that kind of <laughs> internal thing. So, well, very interesting. Well, my last yeah. one, this is my last one, is okay. from Zay Frank. As you remember, I, I talked about him a lot earlier. He's the uh-huh. one that had the show with Zay Frank, and I, I recommended him one week. And mm-hmm. anyway, he's a fascinating guy. And he, he so, so he talks about this... Um, like he has this, this is a long quote because he's talking about creativity, but he uh-huh. says, um, I'm interested in this flip from zero to one, this confidence to start things because I look at creative projects like there were Sudoku puzzles. You can stare at them as long as you like, but you won't suddenly see all the numbers. You have to start. You have to find one box to fill in, and from that, another one will reveal itself. You may not be able to solve all of them, but as long as you know it's possible, you'll keep trying. And no matter how many you solve, each one begins with a bunch of empty spaces, zero to one. Cool. I like that. And it's a lot like I Anne, really like it. Anne Lamott in Bird by Bird, where she talks about the mm-hmm. one inch picture frame that you mm-hmm. write. You know, you don't have to know your whole story. You don't have to know everything that happens along the way. All you have to do is be able to write for a one inch picture frame. You know, you just mm-hmm. s- describe what's inside that one inch and then you go right. to the next place from there and then you go to the next place from there. And that's like building mm-hmm. a staircase. You have to take the one step at a time. And uh, and I think that that's something that's that's really important. And, and one of the things that Zay Frank talks about here is that it's it's the confidence. He's, like, he's yes. discussing it as creativity, as confidence. It's confidence that if mm-hmm. you fill in the first square, the rest of the squares will reveal themselves yeah yeah but you have to do that first one. exactly you have to take that initial step exactly you know that leap mm-hmm. you know i so find that that's very cool interesting. that's and cool. zay frank for those of you yes. who haven't gone to the website really cute guy <laughs> well my last yes. one mm-hmm. is from lou lou dorfsman okay who i don't know who he is i should have done research on ah, that but anyway the quote is great creativity is essentially a lonely art oh an even lonelier struggle, to some a blessing, to others a curse. It is, in reality, the ability to reach inside yourself and drag forth from your very soul an idea. Wow. Isn't that fabulous? That is really good. I just loved it. I just loved it. Because you know me, I go for the dramatic every time. It's, (laughs) It's a little dramatic. I'm not that dramatic, but I do like it. I do like, I like it. it. I think lot. that that's very, I think I it's like a, it a dramatic lot. expression of a very basic mm-hmm. idea that you do need to drag that creativity out of you that you have to, mm-hmm. I mean, it is there. It's there for the, for the picking, but you have to go right. after it. You have to pursue it, yeah. you know? Yeah. Wow. That's really cool. Yeah. So I think, I think that's the uh, end of our conversation on, on creativity. creativity. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, it's time for more wine. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to take a quick break to refill, and we'll see you in exactly 60 seconds. (laughs) For 29 years, Carly McKay has known that her mother was never coming back. Her father was never going to file for divorce. Her little sister was never going to grow up, and that psychics were full of crap. This year, all that changes. From award-winning author Lonnie Diane Rich, 
comes The Fortune Quilt, a heartwarming story about family, psychics, love, and quilts, and what happens when they all collide at once. Publishers Weekly calls The Fortune Quilt vibrant. Kirkus Reviews calls it beguiling. And you can call it yours if you just head on down to your local bookstore because it's available now. Pick up your copy today. Thanks for coming back. I'm Lonnie Diane Rich. And I'm Samantha Graves. And this is Will Write for Wine. Yay! (laughs) (laughs) Want to win some great prizes? Yes, I do. Oh, I'm so glad to hear that because (laughs) I actually have some here. Head on down to willwriteforwine.com and give us some feedback. We're looking for questions, wine suggestions, or just general commentary on the show. As long Mm -hmm. as you're nice. Don't be mean. (laughs) We haven't had anybody be mean yet, which I think means we don't have enough listeners. Because I know someday somebody's going to be like, Lonnie, you are so annoying. Okay. Um, each month, all eligible entries will go into a wine bucket. At the mm-hmm. end of the month, we'll pull a name out of the bucket to win a fabulous prize. And Samantha, tell them what they've won. On tap for June, we have an awesome Cheryl Crow CD called Wildflower mm-hmm. and a signed copy of Unraveled by C.J. Berry. We'll be announcing that winner in next week's show. Mm-hmm. All you have to do is send us an email at feedback at willwriteforwine.com or comment on our website. Easy. Three, maybe four seconds. <laughs> we will announce the June winner at our first July show, so send in your comments and suggestions now. All right, and up next we have the weekly weigh-in. Sam, how'd you do this week? I actually did great this week. I edited like the last 50 pages of my book, 50, 60 pages, somewhere around there. And I wrote three new pages and I sent the book to my editor. Yay! Yay! On time! Yay! Ahead of, when is your deadline? July 1st. Oh, dude, you're totally ahead of deadline. I know. I was. (laughs) You beat it by like four days. That rocks. (laughs) I have actually beat deadlines by like two months. Two, three months. I know you have. I know. I know you don't want to hear it. I know you. I know you. But I'm very happy. It's due in July. I have to have it done by April. And I was like, oh, honey. (laughs) Welcome to my world. No, 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 no. (laughs) But I don't like your world. I like my world better and safer. (laughs) I know. I know. But you're stuck in my world. (laughs) Yeah. But congratulations, that's so great. Thank I'm you. so excited for Thank you because there's nothing more wonderful than those first few days after you after sent you, the book uh, in I and know. you have nothing to do. Except that I keep thinking about, I'm like, oh, I should have done it. this. I should, I'm making no, no, a little no. list. No, no. <laughs> you don't think about it until she comes back with revisions. Between now and then, you've got nothing to think about. Yeah. Go out to your garden, baby, I'm telling you. Relax. Bake some bread. <laughs> right. So how'd you do? Okay, well, I edited mm-hmm. 10 pages. All right. And wrote 10 new pages. So Yay. I'm pretty excited about that. <laughs> My first chapter for the new proposal is going really well. And I've also mm-hmm. been taking a lot of notes for another book I'm working on, which I need to finish later this year. So, all in all, while it's not an astounding number of pages and mm-hmm. tangible stuff, I am actually making really good progress. So, I'm excited about it. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Mm-hmm. So now it's time for this week's random etc. segment where we do whatever we feel like because it's our show. This week we're going to do killer word. Yay! Yay! I love killer word. Which is this fast is like becoming favorite. our favorite segment ever. It is. It is. <laughs> it is. <laughs> okay, so are you ready? 
I go first? Uh, yeah, you go first. Okay. Okay. All okay. right. Okay. You ready? Uh-huh. All right. My word this week is pural. Pural? Pural. Pural. <laughs> I can hear you scribbling. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, P-E-U-R-A-L. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not That's close, not am I? <laughs> it's, it's somebody who can't say the word plural. <laughs> oh, oh, very, very cute. But very wrong, actually. Okay, it is P-U-E-R-I-L-E, pure. Oh, darn it. Of or characteristic of a child displaying or suggesting a lack of maturity. Cool. So now I have a new name to call my husband. <laughs> You're being so pure wrong. And the thing is, if he can't spell it, he can't even look it up. So Right. <laughs> so I'm completely safe. If I say it in a real enigmatic way, then yeah. he'll have no idea. He won't know if I'm complimenting him or <laughs> if I'm insulting him. He has no idea. That's funny. See, the secret to a long marriage is knowing mm-hmm. how to drive each other insane. Just... There you go. <laughs> Quietly. Oh, quietly. Exactly. <laughs> All right. So go ahead and kill me with yours. All right. All right. Mm-hmm. You ready? I'm ready. Callaloo. Calla what? Callaloo? Callaloo. Callaloo. Oh, good God. It's <laughs> French, isn't it? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Are there a lot of vowels for Lou? Callaloo. C-A-L-L-A-L-O-O. Callaloo. And it is the flower that is the long-lost black sheep of the Callalilla family. <laughs> <Calla Lily> family. <laughs> Callaloo. And it looks like a um, bathroom. Well, so to I tell you the truth, shift. you... Yeah got the spelling exactly right i did not congratulations no way (laughs) oh my god however it is a soup or stew made with greens onions or crab meat or pork it's not a flower that looks like a toilet no i think that was very creative of me i thought it was too (laughs) (laughs) well tell me the cow lily shaped like a toilet smells nice though mm-hmm. all right <laughs> well that's great that's great callaloo i can't Calaloo. believe i got the spelling right though i'm excited about that i know you did and i insulted Excellent. the french again <laughs> it's french isn't it <laughs> sorry ambrose uh it's sorry. going on our apologies all right oh gosh well before i say anything else stupid we're gonna head on out for a little break and then <laughs> come right back see you in a bit <laughs> If a half-hour week of Lonnie and Sam isn't enough for you, we've got some suggestions. First, there's LiteraryChicks.com, where Lonnie blogs with fellow writers and hilarious gals Michelle Kuna, Whitney Gaskell, Eileen Rindell, Alicia Holliday, and Beth Kendrick. Every month brings new special guest authors and new giveaways, so stop on by. For more Sam, go ahead and click your way on over to SamanthaGraves.com. She's got the latest news, contests, and some great giveaways. There are also links to her blog, her MySpace page, 
but you got to go there. And the website for our alter ego, C.J. Barry, author of award-winning futuristic romances. So be sure to check out LiteraryChicks.com and SamanthaGraves.com for more from the girls. Well, it's time for last call here on Will Write for Wine. Thanks so much for hanging out with us. Be sure to send your wine suggestions to us at feedback at willwriteforwine.com or in the comments on the website. Mm-hmm. Send good wine suggestions to Sam. Me. <laughs> send cheap wine suggestions to me. Lonnie. Also, don't miss our cool Cafe Press store where you can find all sorts of fun Will Write for Wine merchandise. Be the envy of yes. everyone you know with a Will Write for Wine shirt or apron or mug. Right. The link can be found on the right-hand column at the website at willwriteforwine.com. All right. And like every other week, mm-hmm. this is where I ask you to vote for us at Podcast Alley. <laughs> Please Or beg. review us on iTunes. <laughs> Thanks so much to everyone who has already done that, especially yes. those of you who come back repeatedly on Podcast Alley and vote every month. We Thank love you, you Thank most you. of all. <laughs> it's a hassle, but if we ever make the top 10, I am drinking the booze from a box. Mm-hmm. So go ahead and vote. If nothing else, that show will be hella amusing. <laughs> And next week, we're going to do a show on epilogues and prologues, Lonnie's favorite subjects. (laughs) (laughs) I can't wait. I can't wait. You know what's so funny, though? Did I tell you about this? Over on Uh dogsandgoddesses.com. Uh-oh. What? Jenny Cruz and I have been fighting about this. (laughs) (laughs) Because she, like, you know, I got a thing about epilogues and prologues, but man, she has a thing about prologues, and I keep Mm -hmm. bugging her about this one. She's got this myth that she wrote as part of the backstory of uh, the the Dogs and Goddesses storyline. And um, (laughs) so I kept bugging her. And I was like, oh, I want it to be a prologue. I want it to be a prologue. And I really, like, it's it's, Sam knows how much I despise prologues. (laughs) I will never do a prologue. But I keep doing it just to bug Jenny. Uh-huh. <laughs> She's like, no, no prologues, no prologues. And I'm over there actually bugging her for prologues. And it cracks me up because you know how much I hate them. And then I'll never have a prologue in my book, but it just is so much fun to like poke at her. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's like poking It's the very bear. sad. Poke the places the where I get my amusement. Exactly. Poking the bear. So poor Jenny is like defending these prologues when all she has to do is say, yes, let's do a prologue. And I'll be like, no. <laughs> well, this should be interesting because I think I've done mm-hmm. one. I think I did one for my first did... book and that was it. Well, you did an epilogue. Yeah. I did a Didn't lot of and... epilogues. A lot of you epilogues, do epilogues. So. It's yeah. prologues you don't do. No. Well, it's no, not my, yeah. not my, no. Not recently, anyway. But I know you've so. done it. Ep- See, epilogues don't bother me as much as prologues. But yeah. we'll get to all that next week. Yeah, we will. <laughs> <laughs> and remember, every email you send us gets you an entry in this month's giveaway. So send them on in. And there's still time. So, mm-hmm. you know, for the June giveaway. So. That's right. All right. So until next week, this is Lonnie. And this is Sam saying, if you can't write for money, then write for prologues. I'm sorry. <laughs> Then write for wine. We'll write for wine is brought to you every week by Lonnie Diane Rich and Samantha Graves. Visit us at willwriteforwine.com 
where you can find show notes, news about what we're up to, and sign up for email notification when a new show is available. And don't forget to friend us on MySpace at myspace.com slash Music provided by the good folks at the Podsafe Music Network, music.podshow.com. If you enjoyed the podcast, please tell your friends. Go vote for us on Podcast Alley. Leave a glowing review in iTunes. Or just send us a note. Really, we'll take pretty much anything. Because aside from wine and writing, we don't have a lot going on here at Will Write for Wine. And whenever you vote, leave a nice comment. We get very, very happy. So take a minute out of your day and make our whole week. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you here next time on Will Write for Wine. It's not morning anymore, so I have a diet cola and another diet cola. But then I'm feeling fine and I'm feeling pretty sharp and I'm feeling pretty wired and I'm getting things done. But right about two, I get this little tiny migraine. It starts by my eyes and it moves to the back of my neck and it moves to the bottom of my spine.